For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of Top Fuel Funny Car Pilot Paul Lee and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge. It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. This is WFO Radio. Hey everybody, WFO Radio back on the air. What's up everybody? We have got a great show for you. I'm super excited. People have been asking, it's kind of fun that uh, we asked questions, Alan Reinhardt yesterday, and everybody's asking all these questions about Pro Stock Motorcycle 2023 after a great year in 2022, all that went down. People have got questions. They want to know who's going where and what's going on. And uh, I think, I don't know, maybe it was that that made Tim Kalungi and Crucci for White Alligator Racing say, hey, man, let's break some news on WFO Radio. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have our White Alligator Racing NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle season preview. They're going to announce one of their riders. They're going to talk about the rider they've got signed on, Chase Van Sant. Tim's going to join us. Jerry's going to join us, the three-time U.S. Nationals winner, champion Jerry Savoie. What's he going to do? Is he going to roll into a mentor position? We don't know. We're going to find out soon enough. So if you are a big fan of Pro Stock Motorcycle, in addition to NHRA Drag Racing in general, we need you to share this show. Push it out there on your social media. You know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I think that the Pro Stock Motorcycles have some of the most compelling personalities. The bikes are are amazing and crazy. It's one of the things that I relate to the least. Like, I can't see myself doing it. You know, I could get into a pro stock car and just be bad on a bike. I'm not going to be, I would end up like on the track and the bike would be down the track. That's where I would be. Um, but I would love to see all the motorcycle folks out there share this so we could have the biggest year ever of NHRA pro stock motorcycle racing. Before we do that though, they're in the ready room. Tim's down there. Chase is down there. Jerry's signing on. Uh, we're going to find out who their other racer is for 2023. Let me tell you about some of the other things that are going on here in the WFO universe. Want to tell you about our sponsors, of course, like Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology, uh, KB Titan Racing, putting out all their uh, social media today. Hopefully you are following, you know, Hartford, one of the one of the racers under the banner, which is super cool, but it's all about ring seal. It's all about ring seal. Nothing else happens without ring seal and total seal is cutting edge so if you've got a project if you're building an engine high horsepower streetcar drag and drive bracket racing drag racing pro stock pro stock motorcycle whatever you're doing total seal hartford keith jones lake speed uh everybody over there kevin the whole team they're ready to hear from you make them your first call not your last call fti performance transmissions and torque converters you heard about them a little bit at the start of the show they own the big money bracket racing world they are killing it and top dragster and top sportsman. And they can do it for your streetcar too. If you're just looking for a shift kit for your Tuber 350, they do it all. But check out FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters if you want to go after that big money. Dot 90. If you want to go down the road that I am going down with NHRA Super Street, check them out. FTI Performance Transmissions 
and torque converters. Foggit, that's right. Gary Stinnett's new project, Foggit. This thing is amazing. Whether you be a firearm owner who's just looking for a quick spray to protect and clean your firearms, or you have a $100,000 competition racing engine that you're about to put away for the night into a race car trailer that is perhaps very humid, very hot. Maybe you're down there in Bradenton, Florida. It's so humid. And you're going to turn on the condensation machine on the inside of those cylinders. And what are you going to do to those highly refined cylinder walls on the inside? What's going to happen to them overnight? That's the question. And then when you go to fire it up in the morning, is everything going to be the same? That's where Foggit comes in. Go to Foggit.com to find out more. Gary Stinnett. It's amazing innovation. Check him out. Fog it. Got to fog it down. Bernie Speed Shop. Josh Hart is making me jealous. Josh Hart has got an inventory of cars up there at Bernie's. Now, it's not like a used car lot for exotics and muscle cars. They sell muscle cars. They sell exotics. They got a Ford GT in the inventory now. They'll sell yours on consignment, but it's really a full shop. They do frame-off restorations. They do tinting windows. They do everything. And the reason Josh Hart has got anything possible, anything's possible on the rear wing of his top fuel dragster is because he started this business in Ocala, Florida and 100,000 square feet going door to door asking people, may I detail your car? That is why anything is possible in America. Go to Bernie's.com, check out their social media, find out what they got going on. And maybe the day you want to buy or sell a classic muscle car or exotic, you go to Bernie's. Phillips hyphen connect. That's the website. I say it just like it is. If you have got a fleet of tractor trailers, if you are over the road, if you're looking to be safer and more on time, Phillips hyphen connect can keep you connected. We just tweeted out just yesterday, maybe the day before a best of interview with Jim Epler who innovated all of this Phillips connect stuff. And he talks about his why and the how and the methodology. And he also broke the news over a year ago about the 300 mile per hour club to the eighth mile. Remember there's like 30 K up for the first team who does that. When will it happen? It's going to happen at the Gator nationals. Just telling you it's happening right there. Phillips connect. Of course, really appreciate those guys later on in the show. I will tell you about Marvin Rodax, coffeeandgrills.com. I'll tell you about Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. And I will tell you about the folks at samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. One more thing. We've got our big Patreon membership push here at the start of the season. We want season-long, year-long memberships. That's right. Just do it once. And we just unveiled our first video Patreon show yesterday. And it's called Hear It From Heiner. Pro Stock Crew Chief for 25 years, Michael Heiner answers questions from Patreons. It got very techy. It got very interesting. He told us about an argument he had with Greg Anderson. That is up. It is available. It is out there now. It is getting incredible feedback from our Patreons. And yes, it's a kind of a private show. You got to be a Patreon to hear it from Heiner. Michael Heiner, so proud of that. And that will be happening more this year. We're coming in hot here in 2023. And now it is time. If you see me looking down, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Like, why, why are you disengaging from us, Joe? And the answer is, you know, we had one of our trusty old computers that had lived a long life explode yesterday, kick the rods. And so I had to switch some things and I'm using a monitor that is a little lower today. That is what's happening. I apologize for disconnecting momentarily. But I can't see what's going on on the screen unless I do this and then I come up. But I got to bring on Tim Kalungian, who is down here and he joins us now. Tim Kalungian, what did 
What did Karen call you yesterday? Like torpedo Tim yesterday, last year, <laughs> torpedo Tim or something. Cause the bike goes so straight. I don't know about that. Um, but it's, uh, she was, she was really fun to have around. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Cause like when we first started working together after LE, you know, uh, first year with her was 19. And I remember sitting in a lounge and I'm like, man, when I talk to her, I really got to have my stuff together because she's really smart. So it was, this is not like, you know, sitting around, broing around with a dude like this girl's smart and, and she's going to call me out on some stuff. And she's uh, she's super smart and uh, she does a lot of really neat things uh, in, in her professional life, not only ra racing, but, you know, also uh, also with what she's focused her career on. Okay, so listen, tell us more about uh, Karen and how great she is while I talk to Jerry, who's calling me now. Oh, yeah, well, apparently Jerry's having a tough time down in Cutoff, Louisiana, making it on. But uh, oh, Karen's fun to work with. Uh, Gainesville was a really unique race, I think, you know, and I still think there's there's some meat on the bone there. We could have done a lot a lot better job with, uh, with that weekend. Um, I think there's probably some things missing in, in mile an hour. But Joe's, uh, Joe's got a lot of faith in me right now to carry. Oh yeah. Show. You're running the show, Tim. Like, listen, yeah. so listen, I'm going to ask you one about Karen. Stowe for one more, like she's one of the tougher interviews that I got to do because of that, that note, right? Like you better get your stuff right. Or she's going to tell you it's not right. Like, Oh, but no, that was different. You know, like, so she's one of the tougher interviews out there. I appreciate what they're doing, but now White Alligator Racing is moving forward. Why don't you introduce your 2023 rider that is down there in our ready room, Mr. Chase Van Zant, and tell us how that came together. I think back in uh, back in back at PRI, the 2021 PRI, Bruce and I just started chatting, and and we decided we're going to do something uh, for 2022. And and he really expressed some interest in Chase, like becoming a part of the class and doing stuff with us. So that was cool. And then, you know, I said, hey, man, why don't we get Chase licensed? And um, I think that'd be a neat thing for him. And we can do it in 2023, like, I'm sorry, 2022, as the year goes on and just kind of hang on Mondays and do some testing and stuff. And he liked that idea. And and uh, Chase worked with us throughout the year. And so um, I was going to tell the story like when Chase gets on, but, you know, he, he uh so that was kind of where it started and, uh, and things just kind of grew from there. So coming into 2023, um, I think that, you know, I think Chase is, uh, Chase has decided to, you know, race with us in 2023. We're really excited. Um, I think he's just going to be a remarkable guy, a remarkable driver and, and do a great job with us. All right, let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. Mr. Chase Van Sant. Chase. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm excited. I was excited that you watched the show prior to being on the show. That was one that I, I don't know. We're 12 years into WFO. It's been a long time, but every week I just think it's me and the driver, like me and Tim, Tim getting together just to talk about white alligator racing. You're like, dude, I'm excited to be on the show. Now you're on the show. You're with white alligator racing and you've got a, uh, you got your own sponsor trick tools coming on board. The bike looks awesome. Tell us about this opportunity. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty surreal for me, you know, um, kind of like I had told you, I was a big fan of the show. And um, really up until last year, that's that's exactly what I was. I was a fan and I, I tuned in to hear what was going on on the inside. So um, for me to to be able to race pro stock is is a dream come true. And that's 
it's a uh, it's just a really unique uh, situation for me at least to be on the war team just because it's it's something you know I envisioned if I was ever going to race pro stock it was going to be um, kind of a couple years of struggle and trying to learn a lot about and everything like that at the same time and um, to to jump on a team that has won races in the last year is is pretty remarkable for me and and pretty surreal. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something, Joe. To get him, Tim. Tell him. Okay, so for his first test session, you know, you know, we talk about some things, and and he's he's ridden lots of drag racing motorcycles. He knows the deal. He knows kind of what's going on. He's been pretty fast at sixty foot, you know, and so he gets on a bike and he said didn't really know what to expect, right? So he makes a run, and I'm watching this run. I'm like, man, he did an awesome job. Like that, that's bad at the bone. Like this guy's. You know, he's a lot farther along than I would think. He comes back and he's like, man, I'm so sorry and this and that, blah, blah, blah. It's the first time. And and uh, I'm like, bro, you got no idea how close you are compared to some other people that start off. This is really, really good. Like, this is like, I don't even know. Like, this is very good. I've been to the school, Georgia school back in the day when it was like going on. And and boy, you see some stuff there and it's it's wild. It's really wild. So we're really blessed to have somebody that is so far along you know, to be able to start doing this with. Chase, talk a little bit about that. Uh, just hearing that from Tim Kalungian, who is, you know, he says Karen's smart, right? Like Tim is pretty smart. He's one of those super smart characters. And uh, and now you get to race with him. That's got to be amazing. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that that story that Tim shared is pretty funny because I, I truly I didn't know what to expect. And um, I, by all standards, that run was really, really bad. You know, I, I thought, and I even rolled around the, I, I got through the shutdown and, and rolled around the corner and Eddie Kraywick made a run right behind me. Um, and he's like, Hey, that wasn't so bad. And I'm like, Oh dude, that was, that was not good. That's embarrassing is what that was. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it, it's to work with, with Tim and to be around Jerry and Karen last year was um, it was just really good to learn. There's a lot to learn from these people. And um, just to just to be surrounded by them and while I'm on the bike and everything is is just it's more than I could have asked for as far as coming into the class. Excellent. Art. All right. So I think we got uh, we got the team owner, team principal, three time U.S. Nationals winner, world champion, Jerry Savoie, the alligator man. He's in the ready room. I'm going to bring him on. We don't know what's about to happen, guys. So be ready. And here he is, Jerry. <laughs> morning. Can you hear man, us? You look tan, dude. You look real tan. Okay, he's muted. He's <laughs> muted, though. I, I can see that he's muted. You got to unmute yourself. Okay, you yeah, good? There he is. <laughs> there you go. Jerry Savoie joins us now. What's up? I had I had a hell of a time trying to get into this this deal. When you sent me the link on uh, email, it worked fine, but on my phone, it didn't. The internet, uh, isn't it amazing? Like it's amazing that we can do this. Tim and Jerry and Chase. Like I don't know where everybody is. I know you guys are in Louisiana. Tim out there in front of the rig. Chase, where's home for you? Iowa, call Iowa. Iowa, cold. 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 Yeah, me, Jerry. We don't <laughs> we don't play that stuff. We don't oh, play, we don't play that stuff at all. Talk a little bit about your background, Chase. Before we get to Jerry, Jerry's obviously going to announce the other White Alligator Racing 2023 rider, but we're going to keep everybody kind of hanging on, hopefully sharing to build to the crescendo that is the big announcement of the whole team for 2023 and when we're going to see you on track, Jerry. But Chase, give us your background. Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Yeah, so um, really racing for me started um, when I was really young. My dad raced Pro Mod Motorcycle. 
Um, and so I was around the racetrack from a really young age, but, um, as far as racing for me goes, I started racing junior dragsters when I was probably, uh, when I, well, when I was nine or 10. Um, and so I raced juniors from, um, then until I was 16 and 17. Um, and at that time I got onto, uh, just a, a bone stock Hayabusa and started making, making laps down the track on two wheels. And so, um, from there, it just kind of progressed into, <clears throat> into some faster motorcycles and, um, kind of where I've been the last three or four years is racing a 460 index class. Um, we do that in the manufacturer's cup and, um, we've had a lot of fun with that. That's, uh, the fastest index you can get into on a motorcycle. And so, um, for us, it seemed like the most natural step, uh, because we still had my dad's old pro mod bike. So, um, for, for us, it was, it was pretty easy to jump into that and make the bike <laughs> capable of running 460. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of where we've been and I've been, been loving it, enjoying that class and it's super competitive. So, um, it, it teaches you a lot about, um, you know, having to cut a light because it's, it's a killer class. And so, um, cutting a light and playing the stripe, obviously that's uh, a skill I won't need in, in pro stock anymore, but, um, it's still helpful because you got to be comfortable to look over and gauge where they're at. And I think at that speed, it's just, it's good to be comfortable. So oh, you just got a lot of cred with like the bracket racers of the world and the index racers of the world. And anybody that drives the stripe, they feel like somewhere inside that that skill has sped their brain up to understand and do everything else better. Like whether that's true, I don't know. Sean Langdon, two-time Super Cup world champion, Jack Beckman, Erica Enders, all these people who have come out of that index style racing to go on to, you know, great things in pure finish line first drag racing. They've all said that it helped. So I think it's going to help. Hey, look, we got some celebrities out there. Uh, and Matt and Angie, I'm guessing this is Angie, says, hi, Jerry. Jerry isn't retiring, exclamation point, says Angie uh, Smith, which is great. <laughs> so what's the status, Jerry? Why don't you break it down for us? What is your status for 2023? Remember, don't reveal the other rider yet. We're going we're gonna to okay. do that right at the end. Well, you know, traveling is a, is a big issue when, uh, when it comes to making 16 races. And um, I kind of just need to step back just a little bit this year to be able to take care of some business. I'm backed up. I've been at this for going on 12 years now. So it's, uh, you know, I don't do this for a living. I do this for enjoyment. And I just feel like it's, it's time to just kind of slow down a little bit and give some of these younger guys a chance to get out here and improve themselves. Uh, do I want to quit racing? Absolutely not. I love to race. I just don't like traveling. So I'm working on some things to where I might make it easier for myself to travel uh i might start flying to more races so that would uh and i'm talking about flying my own my own plane so that's uh it's gonna make things better uh i plan on we're still undecided about gainesville but after i saw the advertisement on fox it's going to be uh on national tv uh i don't want to crowd tim up but maybe maybe gainesville might be in the works but definitely st louis indy dallas Charlotte and Vegas. That's that's a definite for me. So we'll we'll plan around that and uh can't wait to race against some of these young boys. This old man still might be able to get it done. Oh, that is awesome. Tim, what about that? Is Jerry allowed to race the Gator Nationals? Man, it's like he said he was retiring and everybody's calling me like, Hey, is he for real? Is he really gonna retire? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jerry can do whatever he wants to, man. I will support him. It's his team. That's exactly right. But the bikes are going to be at all the races with Chase, which is great. So he can go out there and, and chase rookie of the year. He's going to chase rookie of the year. Great to see Tim Haley out there. What's up, Tim? He says, I'm sure Jerry will be back. He loves competition. And yes, he just announced he's going to be back. Jerry Savoie is back, guys. That's worth a big share out there. Scott Purley says it's exciting news. Bobby Bender runs stock, says great to see new blood coming in. Uh, and Jim Essex wants to know if Chase has ever run Eddieville. Have you? Yeah, Eddieville is my home track. Um, I still race. I race against the cars there uh, during the, you know, uh, when we're not traveling to race. So, um, yeah, I race a, a Hayabusa against the cars in Novak. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a bracket racer at heart. Eddieville is is 25 minutes away from me. So um, that's my that's my home track. And that's where all my friends are on the weekends. I always hated bracket racing against motorcycles because you're in front of them and behind them at the same time. Yeah, that's the biggest complaint I get. I, I'm usually one of the only bikes there, um, but everyone starts to complain that they can't see me. Um, they can't hear me coming or anything like that. And I love it. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. I think it's a great time. Oh, yeah. All right. You're out. You're on the bike. You're hanging over the front wheel. You just kind of roll up on them. And yeah, it's, I'm not saying you have a perform an advantage, but, uh, it's definitely tough to see you guys out there for certain. I got to tell you, the audience out there is fired up on this. Everybody is uh, excited. Oh, it's Harvey guys. Harvey. <laughs> he's, Harvey's I'm in the trailer. <laughs> he's right there. He's in the trailer. Hey, hey I'll tell you what we're going to miss with Jerry being gone. We're going to miss his personality around the pit. It's, uh, he's, he's always got something very colorful to say and lively and, it's going to be a little different. Definitely going to be definitely going to be a little calmer around. There. I don't know. He's, he's always got something funny to say. Jerry, can we just lock in the Gator Nationals right now instead of being at like, vague? can we just lock it in? I, I mean, that's <laughs> what I got to do. I got to put pressure on. Like we want to see you there. It is going to be on Network Fox. It's going to be a huge deal. It's the kickoff to 2023. It's almost like we need you. You're a past champion. You got this new team. You're going to be mad. Got these drivers, riders there. Like, can we just lock it in, Jerry? Talk, you talk to Vani. Let's see what she says. <laughs> Vani says I can do what I want. But uh, man, look. That's another reason. Vonnie has dedicated her whole life to myself and to my son. And I just feel like I need to spend a little more time with her. She's a, she's such a sweetheart. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, but the Gator Nationals, I was planning on coming anyway, whether I race or not, because that's when they do all the interviews as far as set up the, uh, the uh, you know, pictures for the season and, and whatnot. So I, I think it's very important to support the class, even though I'm not at every race. I think that it's a wonderful class. It's the only place in the world you can go. I know you got them out there and say, well, if you got enough money, you can do anything. I can tell you, money don't buy you wins. It's gotta be a complete package and a little bit of luck. So uh, I'll talk to Tim and we'll see what we got on the, on the, on the agenda and, and I'll, I'll try my best. I'll put that on as a yes is what I'm going to do. I'm already on, I'm already on a diet. Look. <laughs> oh, good. This I know. Hey. Avocados. Hey, he caught like November, the end of November came, <laughs> the end of November came around and Jay called me up in November. He's like, Hey, is, uh, is our other driver good? I almost said his name. Is our yeah, other driver good? Yeah, man. He's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like December rolls around like first week of December, a, uh, a, uh, I can lose some weight, man. I could, I could start dieting, you know. 
I'm good. If our other driver's not good, I'm good. So just a couple of days ago, like the beginning of January, he asked me again, hey, is he good? Yeah, man, we're still good. <laughs> That's great. Because so, here's the I deal. Think, here's the deal. If the other rider wasn't going to ride, I would make the full season. Look, we will always support this class. Uh, I believe in it 100%. And you got a great group of people. We race each other, but we all friends. And I think it's very important to the public to see uh, the camaraderie and pro stock on how people have feelings and how they care about each other. No, that's, uh, that's fact. And, and Matt and Angie out there saying you should run four bikes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to spread you guys thin. That's what they're trying to do. It's it's uh, it's, and Vani is out there commenting. Harvey's in the trailer. She says she's not the boss. Uh, that is fine. You know, Harvey beat me last year. Flying Ryan Ayler had this race down at Showtime between Christmas and New Year's. I wasn't able to uh, to do it. I did this year, but I did uh, I did run Flying Ryan. That was well publicized. Joe versus Pro. I, I ended up losing, but there was a, there was a little funny business happening behind the scenes. Just I didn't get enough practice, and we all decided to move past it. But afterwards, after I had plenty of practice, I went into the eliminator. Right, like we were going to do a, a single elimination tournament down to the wire. I think Chris Bostic ended up winning the whole thing, but I had to run Harvey's second round. Right, I had to run uh, one of our stock eliminator guys uh, first round, and then I had to run Harvey's second round. Dude whooped me, man. Like legit good race, like 15 foul or I'm sure he remembers. It was close, but Harvey got the opportunity to get one of those uh, flying Ryan Mustangs at Tampa race rentals and uh, Harvey put it on me. So this guy is a gamer behind the scenes. threat, man. He's no joke. <laughs> no joke. Terry, Terry Sutton out there checking in, taking a little time from working at Liberty's pro stock bike is definitely more friendly than car. Is it though? You guys, there's, it gets hot. I think talk about that. Like the um, maybe the closeness and the mutual respect tells everybody, Hey, we know we can push more when it comes to those intense moments. I like, I don't remember ever a big, well, wait, no, that's not true. There might've been some fights. There might've been some fights, but it seems like it's all in the family kind of fights. Speak. I have, I have a very short fuse when it comes to bullshit, all right? And there's been a couple of instances, you probably never heard about them, but um, if that person or persons would have bit back, it probably would have been a fight. Yikes. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to scrap with Jerry. That's for sure. That's, uh, that's, you know, I just don't have, I don't have room for the, for the games. For the games. Exactly. So uh, this person says, can't wait to see, uh, Chase, Lauren's got a question. If you could pick uh, anything to do to win in your rookie season, Chase, what would it be? Like, all right, let's go goals and aspirations for Chase Van Sant. Let's hear what Chase has to say. Man, I mean, um, kind of like you said, I guess rookie of the year would be would be awesome. I don't know what other rookies are coming on in the other classes exactly, but um, that's kind of goal number one, I guess, for me. Um, as far as other goals, you know, I. I don't really know. I mean, I, I have my own, um, none that I've really shared with anyone because I don't know how realistic they are, I guess. But, um, you know, I first and foremost, I just want to be a contender and I want to go rounds. Um, I, I don't want to show up to the line and, and have people think that they've got a duck first round or something like that. Um, and luckily with the team that I'm on and with Tim and everyone, I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, but, you know, for me, if I could 
if I could make a couple final rounds in my rookie year, um, I think that'd be a win for me. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully those, those goals are, are, I realize are, are small, but you just never know until Gainesville comes around and I get a couple races under my belt. Let's hear from Tim and Jerry about those goals, guys. What do you think about what Chase just said? Realistic? Is he shooting high? Is he shooting low? Let's hear from the crew chief, Tim. I think that I think we just need to show up and bring the best version of ourselves we can. And, um, you know, I think that we have the resources, we have the people and uh, we have the parts and pieces. So uh, we'll just see how things come together. Um, I think that, you know, anytime you're you're leaving with without. You know, with making decisions that that take you away from the moment we're in, you know, is is a problem. You know, when you start making fear based decisions or you start making decisions based off you know, frustration or anger, things like that. It's like, you're that that's where you start losing, you know? So I think if we can get chase uh, comfortable with his machine and get some predictability in the machine. So when he pops the clutch, he knows what he's going to get. It's just going to help him be a, um, it's going to help him, you know, do his part and, and, um, and know what he's going to get. So that's one thing I think we can do from our side. It's occurring to me as we do this live. It's occurring to me, like for the WFO audience, hopefully you guys are loving this, not just live, but in the future, that I've never had Jerry and Tim on the air at the same time. And it's really interesting. Jerry, your crew chief is like one of the deep thinkers out there. You know what I mean? I don't mean like the crazy, I mean like he's thinking, but, but right, like he is operating at another wavelength and he is almost like a sports psychologist and who also knows how to tune cars and bikes make him go quicker than anyone ever has. And certainly with Karen at Gainesville, talk a little bit about Timmy, uh, Jerry and how, like what he just did, right? Like he just kind of educated us all on how to go forward. Um, you know, you don't think about like the goal, you think about the process, uh, speak a little bit about your crew chief and the guy who's kind of, you know, running the team now when you're not at the track. First of all, I would like to say, Tim knows nothing about reading the weather. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother story, Dude. but trust me, he knows nothing about percentages of the weather. Oh, we're going there. We're going okay. there. Okay. But, you know, Tim is the backbone of this whole thing. I'm just another guy uh, along for the ride. I don't take any credit. Um, he's a very sincere and very humbled uh, person, and I love him. He's like a son to me. Um, but... As far as his thinking, sometimes he drives me crazy. Because I don't understand his thinking half the time. <laughs> and Chase will vouch for the same thing. He said he does some weird shit. But, hey, that's uh, kind of early, Chase. We're not even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, I'm not speaking for all teams, but I think a lot of teams have problems within because they, they really say they trust each other, but they don't. But I trust him 100% with everything. And whether it be money, uh, decisions about tuning, anything, I don't question him about nothing. And it, it just happens the way it does, you know. And when you do that, it makes you more comfortable as a rider. And, and as far as myself, I think last year I had more fun than any other year. Uh, a lot of joking around on the line. And I didn't have any pressure as far as, having to win and that just, it was fun. It was really fun. 
Yeah, but you found yourself in the mix late, right? Like you guys made a, a charge in the uh, in the countdown. And for a large portion of the season, like you came out of the box very strong. The Gator Nationals performance is historic, but also bizarre in the in the weather conditions. And, and what was that all about, Tim, where he was talking about you can't read the weather? Let us behind the scenes. Oh, oh. Well, here we go. Yeah, here we go. He said he said, here I'm we go. Still, I'm still I'm still. I got still got a leg to stand on in this in this conversation. So we're, we're I want to I want to comment on this. I want to tell him. Oh. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, Joe. It all comes when, out when the when the weatherman says there's a seventy percent chance of rain on Thursday. He means there's a seventy percent chance that it's going to rain somewhere in the viewing area. Mm-mm. He doesn't mean that it's going to rain in seventy percent of the viewing area. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying is what he's telling you is in this location, 70% of this land mass is going to get rain. That's bullshit. <laughs> we, we, we've been like, we got the Doppler 10,000 radar now. We know where every drop's going to fall. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, so I understand. Like, I'm a mediator. We've got a whole audience of people out there who can comment. So this is a, a principled disagreement. Jerry says that when the weatherman says 70% chance of rain, that there's a 70% chance of it raining. And Tim says, that's not what it is at all. That 70% of this area is going to get rained on. Is that and the, other, and the other 30% is not right. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that means right. that means that you are guaranteed 100% that it's going <laughs> to rain in 70% of the area on Thursday. Yes. And that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You're not guaranteed it's going to rain. I've already seen where it rains. It's they predict seventy percent. You get nothing. Let's uh, let's put the new driver on the on the spot here, Chase. What's your take? Break the tie here. So did owner versus crew chief legitimate oh, no. debate? I don't know. Like I'm I'm going to listen to what you say, Chase. Before we uh, we uh, before I give my answer, go Chase. Oh boy. Um, no. Stop I'm go with Jerry, Chase. Go with Jerry. It's a safe bet. <laughs> I know that's so. <laughs> I, I've never seen Jerry lose an argument ever. Not that he's in a lot of arguments, but like a debate, whatever you want to call it. I've never seen him lose. So I feel like it'd really be dumb to bet against Jerry in this. So I'm going I'm to go that route. I think that's Jerry, the same bet right now. Jerry is right. We all, we all agree with Jerry, Tim. Sorry. I don't know, Tim. I don't uh, look at this. Sorry, Tim. Jerry's right. There's the one. Jim Essex says Tim's wrong. Uh, oh, that's a <laughs> Matt and Angie God. says I'm going with Jerry on this. Uh, Michael, Michael Heiner, who just got his own show on our Patreon page, by the way. Everybody is loving it, by the way. I'm with Jerry. I'm Sorry, with Jerry. Tim. I think it's just because it's Jerry. Tim Hayden. No, no, no. Uh, or Look. directionally challenged. They're talking about your directionally challenged. Look, Jay, that's Jay. why we're drag racers. There's only one direction to go. Okay. Chase better agree with me because he's riding my baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Tim, listen. I gave him the I gave him the better of the two. Nobody <laughs> gets nobody gets all the gifts that are out there that are to be given. And you are very smart. That means there's going to be some area that you are a little behind on and uh weather reporting is obviously it. No big deal. That's not bad. Apparently Jerry pinned a tail on a donkey. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, it right. is. There it is. All right, so the status of the class. We are building to the big 2023 White Alligator Racing. 
Rider announcement, rider number two. We've already got rider number one, Chase Van Sant. Of course, Jerry, we're going to announce that seconds from now. So please share the show. Let's get it out there, everybody that is NHRA-centric. This is a big announcement. But I want your take on the competition right now. Like, I'll tell you what I'm loving. I'm loving seeing 200 mile per hour on the board in the right moments. Not every time, but in the right moments. It's a big moment for the fans. Hey, 200. Wow, that's good. Uh, I feel like the competition was... Close NHRA has been in there making moves and changes. Uh, you know, what's your take on where the category is? I, I think the competition hasn't really been better. Um, but what I think doesn't matter, what you think matters. Uh, Jerry, you start us. Okay, so I had a conversation. I'm not going to mention a name, but he's a very well known name and been around for many, many years and pretty much a team owner. And he said that last year, he told me towards the end of the season, he was worried about the bikes going 200 that some of the riders, he didn't feel like they were up to par to be able to handle that kind of speed. And I told him, I said, the fans do not want to see the bikes go slower. They want to see the bikes go faster. That's that's the bottom line. And also, I said, well, look, if, if they're worried about the bikes going too much over 200, why not bump them back to a thousand foot mark? And he's like, oh, no, that would kill the class. So you know, it's, it's, it's a tough decision. I love to go faster. I don't want to go slower. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's my take on the whole thing. All right. Interesting. I, I, you know, safety is always first, right? Safety is always first, but I know that there's some crazy motorcycles out there in the world, Tim and chase, uh, no bar bikes. They got tower adders. They're going 220, and maybe that's crazy. I don't know. Um, but what, what do you think, Tim, you're the guy making the calls and decisions, the four valve, I think, was awesome. I also love the sound of them. What is your thought on status of the class, competition, popularity, top to bottom? Lay it on us. Well, I mean, zooming way out, like, I think that's one of the things that makes this class really cool is that we're doing this naturally aspirated. That's what makes it challenging and, um, and um, you know, worth earning. Um, and there's so many people doing a really good job at it right now. Um, the four valve motor was, was, uh, was a big step for us. You know, we're able to be... 620 or 630 pounds now and compete with a uh, v-twin engine so that that's that's a good thing i think the class is kind of it's hit a growth spurt right now with the four valve engine and um you know there's it's i think you're having a tough time kind of balancing some of this stuff you know because you have some motorcycles like the v-twins that make a ton of torque and and some of the things they share with you know with us is they're having um they're having a tough time getting their bike going in the first 330 feet. Um, but they, they do a really good job in the back half. They're, they're strong in the back half. Um, you know, and then the inline fours, you know, uh, they do a, you know, they typically do a bit, little better job early in the run. Um, but we're not able to, we haven't found a way to keep up with the V twins in the back. So it's like, I think between weight and, you know, nobody's touched displacement. I don't think you're going to see that because it's, it's such a, it's such an expensive process. There's other ways to do it that are cost effective to the teams and team owners. Um, but I think that, um, I think that there's a little bit of a conundrum there with how to keep these, how to keep parity within this motorcycle, within these two different brands. It's, it's not like pro stock where you all got V8s, you know, it's just maybe different brands of V8s. We have two very different engine configurations, which, you know, bring two very unique challenges. And so um, NHRA's, um, I like the fact they make changes. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think in the past, like 10 years ago, you'd see them slow to ch make changes. It's, it was, it was kind of frustrating. Um, this past year in 2022, I think they made 
a lot of changes, maybe some premature. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, when you make a change, you got to kind of sit down and watch how things flesh out in a few different environments, uh, not just one. So, um, um, you know, when things happen our way in 2022, you know, a change like leaving Denver, going into Sonoma, you know, it's like they took weight off the Suzuki's and, um, you know, as some of the some of the people that rode Suzuki's were pretty excited. And I'm thinking, man, that was quick. That was fast. We just had another weight change. This is going to happen, you know, not in my favor in the very near future or could happen in not in my favor in the very near future. So, um, you know, it seems like things are settling down a little bit towards the end of the year. And um, hopefully there's not too many changes throughout the year. And we just see how this year pans out. I just want to see how the competition is in the beginning or the preseason. I like that. I, I like that too. Um, you know, I, I just, my thing is I don't want to see racers. Jerry, when you won the U S nationals, maybe you'll remember this, maybe you won't, but you've always been great for WFO and willing to come on the show. And when you won Indy, it was a big deal, but I didn't get to interview you at the track. I had to chase you down at the boat yard. Do you remember that? I remember that. Okay. And so we did, we did the interview and as the interview, uh, <clears throat> did and i ended up like spilling a glass of wine on the table or something i think. Uh, remember that yeah 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 but you looked at me like we had just finished the interview and they brought the burger and you said this is the first cheeseburger or hamburger that i have had in it was like over a year like mm -hmm. you it was the first tim allowed you to have a cheeseburger and you ate the cheeseburger and it was great i would imagine after a year and a half of not having a cheeseburger but yeah. Does it have to be like that? That feels that feels almost unhealthy the other way. Such I see Steve Johnson for a while was like starving himself. You know, he's kind of he's a bigger guy, he's starving himself to be as light as is possible. Does that have to be a part of it? Yeah, you know, to, to really win races, if you weigh my normal body weight to races from 148 to 152. If you weigh 160, you can still win races because Steve, that's about his area. But when you get anything over 160, it's it's hard to 60 foot and get the bike moving. The the weight distribution is different. It's much higher. Uh, the center of gravity is different. It's just a whole nother ball game, you know, when you start toting that weight around. And even even the difference between myself and Karen. Karen is really light, and the way she rides and the way I ride is totally different. And Tim has to tune the bike completely different because of the way she leaves. The bike has to carry her versus uh, myself going forward. Like Chase is gonna, Chase is gonna be a great rider. He's gonna come around, he's gonna do really well. So um, it, it does make a difference uh, weight-wise. I think also something to consider is, you know, that the percentage of weight on these motorcycles that the driver is, you got a driver, he comes in, he's 150 pounds, then he puts a suit on that's another 13 to 15 pounds. <laughs> with the helmet and leathers and boots and everything like that. So, you know, you're talking about 25% of the total vehicle weight, 28% of the total vehicle weight, you know, and that's, that's a big influential piece of mass on this motorcycle, you know, and this, this is not something that's not lead. that's just bolted. That's not going anywhere. This is something that can move, you know? Um, and so the, 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 the rider is very influential, you know, to how the motorcycle responds to its input. Interesting. No, that's that's an interesting point that you just mentioned there, Tim. The percentage of the rider, of the weight of the craft going down the racetrack is tremendous. Chase, you don't you don't like eating and food and burgers and steaks anyway, right? 
No, no, hate it. Hate steak. Hate burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get guys share the show out there. Share the show. Those of you watching, we are about to announce the 2023 teammate to Chase Van Sant. Jerry's going to do it, but I did have I did see a question in the uh, chat section down there that I think you guys could answer just because we were talking about stopping and we're talking about weight. We all want them to go quicker and faster. What about uh, parachutes? Is that something we'll ever see? Do we want to see it? Obviously, it would just adding a parachute will slow the bike down down the track because it weighs it's more more weight thus making it harder to stop i also think about wind and getting cross up those strouds um but i'm sure you guys have thought deeply about this so what is that thought process tim i don't know that's jerry jerry well with the top fuel bikes the bikes are so heavy and so long and a bigger back tire that the parachute works fine but on a pro stock bike I really think it'd be dangerous because the tire is more narrow, the bikes are shorter, and they're a lot lighter. You open up a parachute on the back of that pro stock bike, it's gonna it's gonna be devastating because it doesn't have a thousand pounds to pull it. You know, it, it just it's actually gonna pull it, the chute's gonna actually grab the bike is what it's gonna do. I think it's a, da- a a very dangerous move on a pro stock bike. I don't agree with it. No, copy that. I uh, and and that's what I that's what I wanted. All right, guys. Like I think now it's cool to watch though. (laughs) You can ride it (laughs) once. It'd be cool. No, no. Hey Joe, Joe, one other thing. Yes. I I have been begging him to get on a pro stock bike now for 10 years and he will not get on one. No, because we were testing in Vegas when Chase had his last test session and um we were there and Jerry's like, this is the day you're going to ride the bike. And I'm like, I'm not riding that bike, dude. And he's like, he's like, your butt, you're riding the bike. And I'm like, no, dude, I know who's got to fix it. And it's not you, it's me. Right. So uh, <laughs> there's no way. And, and, and real quick, we're about to make the announcement, but just like Tim, you're, um, you're not a, like, say this the right way, but you're not a motorcycle guy exclusively. Like you've worked on fuel teams. You've worked around the <laughs> area pr- previously to, becoming a pro stock motorcycle crew chief correct i mean i a very very short time i worked for on uh on tommy johnson's car when i was younger um it's probably like six months so i have very little experience on a fuel team um but um you know since i was a kid i've been a motorcycle guy i actually rode a motorcycle before i rode a bicycle my dad put training wheels on a motorcycle it was an italian jet 50 an italian uh, brand motorcycle 50 cc thing my dad had training wheels on it my mom was wigging out <laughs> but uh so yeah i've always kind of i've always liked motorcycles i think it's just been fun and and i've enjoyed that um and so when i was 19 uh 18 or 19 i started working for steve back in uh chatsworth california so uh, and that's kind of where it all began and then i moved out to alabama with him <clears throat> so for the most part i would say Motorcycle drag racing has definitely been like 99% of my my experience. Copy that. All right. We're getting some more questions, safety stuff, mandates, et cetera, but we're going to push those back and make the announcement. So, Jerry, I'm going to put you solo on the deal, and you can just make the announcement for 2023. Our other team rider is whoever you are about to say. The floor is yours. Okay. So, it'll be a rookie. It'll be my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> um it's good to have this guy on board. He's, he's raced pro stock before. A lot of people already know. Very seasoned rider, and I think he'll be great. And uh, 
John Hall is going to be riding the other bike. So I think it's going to be a, a great, great deal. And I uh, can't wait to race against them. Wow. Johnny Hall, U.S. Nationals winner, John Hall. This guy is not just a uh, racer, uh, but he's had success, right? He has had success. He, he won the biggest race in the world. Got a couple of U.S. Nationals wins on the team. Uh, that's exciting. John is a guy, and I want I want your take, Tim. Uh, you know, he is not, he just does it on the track, right? Northeasterner, he's quiet. He doesn't talk trash. He just goes to work and goes after it on the racetrack. How excited are you, Tim? No, I'm thrilled, man. Uh, he's not quiet. He's funny. He talks a lot. And yeah, he doesn't get into it with other competitors, though. No, he doesn't get into other. No, no, that's not his. No, that's not his mo. But uh, no, he's funny. He's uh, <laughs> and there was a time we were at the end of the racetrack when he rode with us last time, and something was up with Jerry's bike, and then and uh, one of the guys came down. I don't know who it was, but he's like said something, and uh, Jerry and Jerry start getting upset, and John was parked right next to Jerry, and John starts like scooting forward i'm like hey where are you going and john's like my name's paul and that's between y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a pulp fiction line way to go john hall likes pulp fiction as well unless he picked it up on his own uh i've always been friendly with the guy because he's got a spot down here in hollywood florida so we're always talking about hollywood beach yeah. and how great it used to be and now everybody's moving in and they're ruining it uh great conversations between me and john hall but uh no he's a he's a good guy and the reaction down there, Tim Haley calls him Johnny Balls. <laughs> you know, I, think be, I think it'll be good. I think the these I think the folks involved with this team this year just I think it'll be good chemistry around the pit. I think uh I think there's a lot of good things happening. So I'm excited so about that. Full season for John Hall on White Alligator Bike. So it's Chase and John Hall. Chase, what do you think about that? How great is it? For this, this is a team, right? You got two riders. You're chasing your rookie experience. John is experienced, but he gets to go a full season on a very quick and fast bike. You got Tim, who's like the Svengali over the whole thing. You got Jerry, who's like the wise team owner coming in every once in a while. Like this is sounding very exciting, Chase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's great to have this much uh, or that much experience around me my my rookie year. Um, and John's a great guy. I, we don't know each other. We haven't known each other very long. Um, we actually got to talk quite a bit um, in Valdosta, Georgia at a Man Cup race. Um, and he's done some 460 racing too. So um, it's been good to get to know him. Um, I'm really excited to get to spend more time with him because he seems like uh, such a great guy. And I think our personalities um, will go pretty good together. Um, and as far as experience on the motorcycle, I, I having Jerry and John around, um, I, I feel like I can kind of bounce ideas off of them. And if I'm struggling with something, I, I think both of them would be willing to help. And so um, that's huge for me in my rookie year, obviously. Um, there's going to be a lot to learn. Um, I know that it's definitely not easy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just awesome to have that much experience around you coming in. Um, I, I've never once felt um, a lot of pressure from any of them. Um, so that's also nice to where I can go out and, and do my job and ride the bike. And I don't feel like they're putting enormous amounts of pressure on me to go out and, and perform well. Um, I think goals align fairly well. And, um, you know, as far as, as far as John goes in that picture, um, you know, I think we're going to be fairly similar. He's been 
off of this team or hasn't been riding for this team super recently. So um, I think it's just going to be good. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of similarities between us. That is, that is awesome. So you're on your trick tools bike, which is great. What's John's bike? Like, is there going to be the white alligator scheme that we have been used to? Is that going to be reserved for Jerry? And uh, you know, what's, what's John's deal going to look like? Uh, I see Corey is down there in the chat section, by the way. Uh, he is a big part of the team as well. Got a good, uh, good score when he shows up, but what about the iconic white alligator racing scheme? Who's going to be on that? Well, it's, that's going to be reserved for Jerry. And uh, I think John's going to, John's going to um, release his rendering here pretty soon. All right. Um, I think that they've got some stuff going on and it's really neat what he did uh, in the previous years with the brakes program. I think that's a really remarkable program. Um, I don't know what he's got happening this year, but I know that he's working with their marketing folks and uh, the uh, artist on, on his rendering. As soon as that's ready, I think he's going to put it out. We kind of let, you know, it war, you know, we, we kind of let, you know, like chase and they, they, they handle that side of things. Um, and John handles that side of things. And we just, we kind of, we kind of push from our end when, when they're ready to talk about stuff. Um, and then Jerry decides on how he's going to, he's going to handle his stuff. So we just kind of support, support everybody. To recap the big breaking news, John Hall, the new rider, for White Alligator Racing, along with Chase Van Sant, who is going to go after the 2023 NHRA Rookie of the Year. Jerry has already confirmed a schedule on this show, and that might include the Gator Nationals, uh, depending on uh, some factors that they are currently working on. I hope it works out, uh, Jerry. Well, you know, one more question. People talked a little bit about safety now, uh, you know, some boot and shoe mandates and different safety issues in the NHRA uh, that is now mandatory. Just I, I want your take on that kind of stuff. Obviously, uh, Corey Reed had that incident a couple of years ago, and uh, I had a great conversation with Corey about it. And he, you know, he showed me like angles and where material could have been be helpful. Um, the safety side of it, is there anything else we need to know about that? And are you guys on board completely? Tim or Jerry, Jerry, oh. who's the writer? Jerry, I think he was asking you, but I can comment on it if you want. Sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So I think it's a tight rope to walk because, um, you're talking about the safety of a human humans. We really care about and, um, people we we're with all the time, um, no matter what human it is, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing this as safe as possible. Um, I just had this conversation with somebody else yesterday. Um, so it's, it's a tight rope because one, you want to win and a lot, sometimes some of the additional protective equipment, like for your hands or for your feet, you know, sometimes they inhibit, uh, you know, a driver from, from doing what they want to with, with their feet or their hands. Um, and your hand is obviously reaction time and your feet is staging. So there's a lot of things there and how well you feel the motorcycle, you know, how, how do you feel your foot peg? Um, um, and then that, that obviously plays a role in how well you can keep the motorcycle going in a straight line and get it to do what you want it to do at very high rates of speed. So, um, I think it takes a lot of, of the driver involvement and, uh, a lot of trying things and, and uh, finding a way to build a racing suit that's comfortable, but um, as as safe as possible. Copy that. Jerry, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm going to tell you like it is. Here it goes. I think the equipment, the gloves and the boots we've been running is sufficient. 
um, if if you don't feel comfortable with what you're racing with, then make a change. Wear whatever you want. Uh, but don't impose your fears of what you believe in on me. You know, if you want to wear boots that go to your knees, I don't, I don't care. If you want to wear gloves that cover your shoulders, I don't care. But don't impose what you feel on me. That's, that's my opinion. The boots I wear are Simpson boots. That's fine. The gloves I wear are good. Don't make me change and go to something else because of your fears. Copy that. And uh, Matt and Angie out there, Angie agreeing with that as well. Got a lot of people in the audience. We'll see how it all plays out. Obviously, uh, you know, the rules makers go through a whole process and this is something they have come up with. Anything that we haven't covered, guys, that we should cover? Uh, last year was a great year. We're super excited. You guys get to start with the rest of the series, unlike years past where they start out on the West Coast. We're all starting at the Gator Nationals. That's going to be interesting. And new Jerry referenced the media day. That is always uh, a big part of those opening events uh, to go take the photographs that you see on the Jumbotron and everything that gets used in the media center, uh, those kind of things like this picture of, of Johnny Hall that was taken. That was probably a media day photograph. So that's always very exciting. And, and WFO is going to be a part of all that. But let me just, uh, we're going to work backwards. We'll start with Chase and do final thoughts, Chase. Like talk to the fans out there. Why should they root for you? How excited are you? And then we'll go, we'll go Chase, we'll go Tim, and then we'll finish with the big man, Jerry. Chase, go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited. You know, there's a, like I said, there's a lot to learn here. Um, and for me, you know, um, just getting my license, um, you know, I figured out pretty quick that it's, it's not quite as easy as it looks. Um, and there's a lot going on. And so um, I'm just super excited for the challenge. Um, more so than anything, I think I'm, I'm more competitive with myself and my own goals and what I, what I want to look like on the bike and, and how I want to ride. I think I'm, I'm almost more competitive with that than I am, um, you know, comparing myself to another rider. And so, um, I think that that will work out in, in my favor a lot because I think if I do my job and I'm meeting my own standards, then, um, I think we'll be put in a good position. So, um, but yeah, um, I'm just super excited. You know, I'm a, I'm definitely a bracket racer at heart. Um, you know, racing at Eddieville and in the man cup and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of where I grew up and, and what I love, but, um, to take this next step and, and race pro stock with a great team like this is just, um, it's unreal. It, it really, uh, it's going to be hard to put into words until, until I get to go to a few races and get some, get some rounds under my belt. But, um, yeah, just, uh, just thrilled to be in this position. So exciting. I want to say thanks to the folks at Trick Tools. Like, I don't know if you like knocked their door down or if they uh, they came to you to support. Like, I don't know the details behind the scenes, but I appreciate the fact that they are getting involved or, you, you know, whoever the relationship is, are involved in Pro Stock Motorcycle. It's an awesome looking bike and uh, they're helping you get out there and chase your dream, Chase. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, just a, a little insight. Um, my dad owns Trick Tools, so I'm actually. Thanks, at- Dad right now <laughs> yeah that's fine it's family um, business that whatever whatever works right like that's we're learning about the company because yeah. of this that's the whole point and so yeah so trick tools has really always been about racing that's where it got its start it was a company that my dad started to fund his own racing and so um you know the cool part about this is a lot of the teams out there um whether they're building their own chassis or or even in the pits have some of our stuff there and 
Um, so that's really cool. We, we've had a tie in with the sport for a long time. And um, pro stock has always been a goal of my dad's. And um, once he had a family and the business grew and stuff like that, he kind of, I think he just kind of realized that maybe riding wasn't going to be possible for him. So um, racing has always been, you know, something that I've loved to do. And, and I'm very, very blessed to have him be as passionate about it as I am. Um, and so um, kind of the, the fact that we get to do this together is super special for me. Um, and uh, there's no one else that I'd want to kind of go through this with. And so to experience this together is, is super special. That's awesome, Chase. That, no, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, starting out early with my dad, like this is a whole, it's a family sport. The family that races together stays together and they, you know, overcome obstacles together at the drags. That is awesome. Way to go, Chase. Super excited. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, what about Tim? Tim, give us a final thought. Get us excited about 2023. Tell us something we don't know. Well, I think that uh, Chase really closed on something that's really important and that's the people. Um, and I think that's what, uh, that's what, that's what uh, Jerry and I really grew together is, is the people really matter. And so uh, I'm very thankful for the people that are involved with this team. I couldn't ask for a better, better folks, you know, to be, to be doing this with. Um, but for me, I'm kind of more involved with the parts and pieces and uh, the engines. And we're doing some pretty neat things with our engine program. Um, we're doing some pretty neat things with our chassis, some, some big changes that I don't think you'll see on the outside, but uh, in, on the inside of it, there's some, there's some pretty cool stuff happening. So uh, nothing I can really talk about or divulge, but, um, but it's, it's going to be fun to be testing in, in February at, at Gainesville. So really excited about that. Um, that's, that's kind of it from my end. There you go. No, it's like Harvey got, got back to work in the back there. Is that Harvey's Harvey? Not, Harvey's not working. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing. All right, there it is. Yeah, Tim, bring us in there, man. Bring us in there. All right, Jerry, uh, how about you? You know, final thought. We've had uh, we've had Matt and Angie out there watching. Like, they've had a really good run the past couple of years. You guys got to try to knock them off the top. But give me your final take as we uh, get ready for White Alligator Racing 2023 NHRA campaign. Well, I'd love to knock Matt off the top, but Angie's my sweetheart. Now I let her have it. Oh, really? Yeah. But – <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. Um, I'm excited. I mean, when F Chase first started coming around, um, I can feel people, and people think I'm weird when I tell them. But many people have heard me say this. And when I met his mother and father, it seemed more the stars aligned better for me when I met his mother and father because they are very down to earth and sincere people. And just like myself, self-made, it uh, it says a lot for their character. And once I seen them all together, I, I thought it would be a good fit. Um, this is a new beginning for me, and I hope this is the beginning of many more years that the team will be out there, and I want to support the class. And for the fans, uh, I think it will be exciting to see three bikes in our pit instead of two at, at some of the races and then uh john hall the same thing very family oriented very sweet wife met his family uh johnny shows up gets on a bike he races and he leaves you know you don't hear any complaints you don't hear nothing he can go faster he can go slow it's all the same so i think it's a good fit and we'll see what the future holds um can't wait to race against these guys uh, knowing me i can promise you if we get in the finals together, there's no gonna, not going to be any give me. So it's going to be 
they got they got to beat me. So anyway, that's that, awesome. that's uh, going to be a be pretty cool. Well, I'm I'm excited, Jerry, because you you know you came into the sport and you had the goal of you know trying to win a race and you won a race and then you won Indy and then you won a championship and you've accomplished all your goals. Um, and you could have said, that's it. All right, close the shop later, Tim. Good job. Go get a job somewhere else. You've clearly proven yourself. Uh, you, you know, Tim Kalungian will have crew chief work for the rest of his life, right? Regardless of what it is. But, um, you know, I think about Rick Hendrick and I think about Richard Childress and I think about Roger Penske and these guys, they got themselves in a position. But when their driving time was over, they didn't just go do something else. They sure. built a structure that will live beyond them and certainly helped a lot of people at very least earn livings and chase their dreams at very best made uh, the sport better than it ever could have been. And so the idea that you're going to race part-time, but allow white alligator racing to continue and enable chase Tim, everybody that works there, Harvey to build this thing. And you're going to build a, a, you know, continue to build a powerhouse beyond your riding years like that's what's exciting to me and i think it's um it's important that's important for drag racing we can't have these teams pop up yeah they were great and then they go away they got to stick around we've got to have powerhouse teams that stick around and white alligator racing is definitely one of them so thank you for doing that i know you love it but it still needs to be said thank you i appreciate that we uh we'll be around for a while it's good to hear all right gentlemen thank you so much Tim, thank Tim. Tim Kalungian is acting as your PR director as well. I hope you know that, Jerry. Like this guy is hustling out there at PRI, working the stage, making things happening. He's like, hey, can we? Yes, you can, Tim Kalungian. We just did it on WFO Radio, and I appreciate your effort. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for putting this together. Awesome, Joe. Thank you for your time, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's it. That's it. All right, guys, I'm going uh, to kick you out, and I uh, appreciate you, Chase. I'll see you at the track real soon. Yeah, okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. There, there goes Chase. There goes Jerry. There goes Tim. And that is what WFO Radio is all about in 2023. Maybe you weren't a fan of Pro Stock Motorcycle. Maybe you should check it out in 2023. Great people, great rivalries. Like, it's very positive, but it's not all, uh, you know, we're best friends and hanging out together, and it doesn't matter if we get beaten. It gets very intense over there. The bikes are fast, over 200 miles an hour. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Chase Van Sant and the big news, Johnny Hall, U.S. Nationals winner John Hall, going to be part of White Alligator Racing in 2023. If you are a friend or a fan or a family member, share the show out there, guys. Share it. And make sure everybody knows the news. But also, Jerry detailed his schedule for the season, and it may add the Gator Nationals at some point. That is great. I want to hear your comments. Put your comments in the comment section, guys. Put it in the chat board right now. Now, do you think this is going to be a winning combination? Those of you down there on YT, uh, on our channel, put it right down there. Do you think this is going to be a winning combination at White Alligator Racing in 2023? Let's see what you think. I want to hear what you have to say about that. Also, let you know about what's going on here at WFO. Big shout out to our sponsors, the people who make it possible. The folks at Foggett. This is something that every racer should have in their race car trailer, every firearm owner, and you will find countless other needs and uses for Foggett. This is Gary Stinnett, Steve Williams, new company, brand new on the scene. I just got back from the Engine Performance Expo, and I can tell you that everybody out there is super excited about Foggett because it's a tool is what it is. 
It's protection for your high-performance racing engine that costs you untold money. Why would you allow it to degrade? But it's also for competition. Like you've run second round, you've got to put it away. You fog it down, you fire it up in the morning. Everything is going to be exactly the same as opposed to if you didn't. So check out the folks at Foggit. Also, FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. If you're rebuilding your transmission in the offseason, getting ready for 2023, call the guys at FTI. Greg and Troy and the whole team up there, they do a lot of great work. And I think in, in a little more than a decade, they have made their mark on drag racing. Bernie Speed Shop, of course, that's Josh Hart's family business up there in Ocala, Florida, whether it be their inventory of classics, exotics, and muscle cars, or whether you want a restoration or them to work on your car, Bernie Speed Shop, Ocala, Florida. Uh, you got to get there. You got to check it out. Go to the web. Follow them on social, bernies.com. Phillips-Connect, Justin Ashley, the sponsor that started out as a three-race deal, and then they went full-time, and now they're on for multi-year. Right down to the wire to win the championship. Why? What's the point? Point is, if you're in the transportation industry and you've got a fleet of trucks, you can email me, Joe, at WFORadio.com, and I can, I've been authorized to put you together with the folks at Phillips-Connect to make your fleet smart and incorporate smart trailer technology. You can learn all about it with Phillips-Connect. And, of course, Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. That brings me to samtech.edu. Our nation needs machinists. We need machinists, guys. If you're out of the military, they're approved to train better veterans under the GI Bill. If you're a relatively young person looking for a career where every day is going to be rewarding and different and you don't want to be in a cubicle, check out samtech.edu. Call Brian Massengill. Tell him you heard about it on WFO. Ask for him by name. And then there's Marvin Rodax, coffeeandgrills.com. The hot sauces and the spice rubs, everything good. It's coffee. It's, just, it's not changing the world. It's just changing your life for the better. The stuff you're buying in a vacuum-packed bag at the grocery store, it's a different level, guys. Totally different level. Um, you know, you can get a steak in a lot of places, but when you want a great steak, you know where you're going. Everybody's got that place that's just over the top that they go. Same thing is true with coffee. You can get coffee anywhere, but if you want the great stuff, you got to call Marvin. 817-924-6821. And finally, I want you all to know about our very first video show for our Patreon membership group. Hear it from Heiner with Pro Stock Crew Chief Michael Heiner. It was an hour. It's extreme Pro Stock geek out. And I think that would also account for naturally aspirated. We're talking shocks. We're talking engines. We're talking horsepower. We're talking the total combination that makes it happen, but also some of the history and the rivalries and the personal relationships and, and angry. Like one of the things that stuck out in the first episode, which is available now for Patreons. And I thought maybe I should share the first show for everybody so that they can see the kind of show that it's going to be. Or maybe I should just leave it there as a Patreon only thing. And the people who really want to support WFO, who really love pro stock, who really want to hear these inside stories and learn and ask questions. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be me and Heiner for, you know, 30 minutes a week for a little while. Who knows where to go? Maybe we leave it for Patreon only. And that's what I that's what I have done. But if you want, I've, I've made the decision. It's going to stay Patreon only for a while. Patreon.com slash WFO radio if you like the show you enjoy the show you want to support the show you want to help us pay our internet bills man 
when a, when a computer kicks the rods out, like who helps make that stuff happen? It's the Patreons for us to grow the, the show. Um, you know, we're advertising a little bit. Who's making that happen? The Patreons who care, but really it's the community. It's the community of Patreons. So we encourage you to go to patreon.com slash WFO radio. And oh, you get something back. You get a patch and you get some decals and you get a Patreon pin. So join us on Patreon. All right, let's see what uh, everybody's got to say. Final comments, Harvey. Um, Tim will do a great job and will give 100%. Plus, we don't go out there to race. We go out there to win, says Harvey. Yeah, no, the white alligator racing, they definitely do. Uh, let's see. Facebook user says, met Chase Van Zandt at PRI. We are friends now. He is definitely cool. Uh, Chase comes from the same background as us. Bracket racing bikes, says Welch Racing. Way to go. That's Brandon Welch. Uh, let's see what Steven has to say. Steven, can't wait to see them in Chicago. Uh, Gator Man is solid. Yes. I know we're all hyping the start of the season. All right. Gainesville. World Series of Pro Mod. I'm going to be talking a lot about that, guys. I'm going to be out there in Bradenton participating in the first ever invitation-only World Series of Pro Mod race. You should get your tickets and then go to Gainesville right afterwards. But I think the second most important race of 2023 is Route 66 and Chicago. And go there. Plan a trip. Make it huge. This is one. We've got an excellent facility, very close to a major market that it's one of the most beautiful tracks. The biggest complaint about it is it's too big. Let's pack that place this year, guys. NHRA has got the, the full camping world lineup. We're going to try to make this thing the best race ever. Plan on going to Chicago. Wherever you are, there's so many millions of people in that area. Let's fill that place like it was the very first year it ever opened. Let's show everybody that's involved that this thing is not only viable, but it can thrive. And whether you like street outlaws or super gas, whether you go to cars and coffee or NHRA camping world racing, this is one event that is car centric that you should go to at route 66 raceway later on in the season. Steven, we're going to see you there. We're going to see you there. Let's say Dujane. I uh, love the combo. This is going to be a team that's going to make it hard for the other teams in the class. I like it. Jim Essex. Awesome episode, Joe. Very informative. Thank you. Kev Ford, this is you, Kev. Thanks for uh, asking my question. Oh, of uh, of Michael Heiner? Yeah, absolutely. Matt and Angie, thank you, guys. What's up, Matt and Angie? I love the fact that Matt and Angie are just out there watching the show. Like, two great supporters. We got to get Matt's championship interview done, by the way. That's not done yet. Erica Enders, too. We haven't done that yet. Uh, this interview made more of, or this interview made more of a pro stock motorcycle fan. That's the point. The bikes. Okay. Am I a motorcycle guy? Tim Kalungian rode a motorcycle. It was his first thing. No, I rode a bike. It had training wheels. I took the wheels off, but I always wanted a go-kart. Like I love bicycles and I think motorcycles are awesome, but I'm naturally just more of a car guy, but that didn't stop me from becoming a fan of pro stock motorcycle and really watching with reverence. I can't do that. I'll give you a story. Like I go down to the top end of the racetrack and uh, sometimes Pro Stock Motorcycle is on track. And I usually try to stop just past the scoreboards. And I watch. And, and one time that I'm thinking of was Angie Smith. Come down through there. And I know Angie. And Angie's always super friendly and helpful to the category beyond her one team. And there she is, someone I know, going 190 plus miles an hour right by me. 
and I just can't relate. Like, how are they doing that? It's, it's awesome. They're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, speaking of Angie, it's all about giving others the opportunity. Tim Haley, Tim Haley and I share a mutual friend going back 30 years. Josh Friedman. Great. Who shares my birthday. Great job, Joe Costello. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Uh, Jerry, we got, we got a gang up on Matt, says Angie. Harvey getting a little bit of love. That's great. Uh, Tim, eatmyink.com for that kind of info. Joe, thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, Tim. So I've got great relationships like Tim, eatmyink.com, and Jacket Cycle Drag. Like if I, you know, I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I go to these guys. Like, What about that, guys? Help me out, guys. And so... I encourage all my four-wheel media friends to check out these two-wheel outlets like eatmyink.com. And they're breaking news, by the way. These guys are like breaking news. John Hall will be a great uh, addition. He has been missed. Uh, Dujanae, love Jerry's honesty. Um, I think it should be an option of what drivers wear. This isn't like the NFL or other stick and ball sports when it comes to safety. Uh, and, you know, and me as a layman, I remember when they offered the head and neck restraint system to NASCAR drivers and they didn't accept it. And they said no. And in fact, Tony Stewart was one who Dale Earnhardt called it that damn noose because of all of those reasons that he had. And uh, Tony Stewart was like, oh, I really didn't. I don't want to. And I uh, didn't like. And, you know, he evolved and he got it and then he wore it and then he used it and you never heard about it. And if helmets weren't mandatory. If helmets weren't mandatory, there would definitely 100% be people out there without helmets. I have no doubt. And I know nobody likes being told what to do. Nobody told like, like to be told you should do this. Or you have to do this. Or you will comply. Nobody likes that. And I understand that there's a balance and there's a friction between those two things. But. If you weren't mandated to wear leathers, there'd be people who didn't. Ah, that's not going to happen to me. I got this. Like, those people exist. And so, you know, what do you do? And that's when uh, that's when I check out. That's uh, My name's Paul, and that's between y'all. The rules makers, the sanction, the people in tech, and the riders, and the people who race. And that friction has been going on forever. Since since go since jump since the first green flag or the person waved the flag, and it's a it's difficult, it's difficult, and I don't envy it, and I don't do it, and that's not my thing, and I wouldn't even ask the question, but you know, you put the question up there, chances are I'm gonna ask it. Uh, let's see, let's go, John Hall. Everybody's fired up. Oh, the comments are still coming in. Corey Savoy, you and I got to have a talk about our dolphins. Corey, what are we gonna do, man? Who's our quarterback for 2024? Is there a 2023, 24? Is it Derek Carr? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Tua? I don't know. I don't know. 59 days to the Gator Nationals. Is it? It feels closer. Route 66 is where we started drag racing. It's also a former home track. Used to live near Joliet. Excellent. Planning my Chicago trip right now. Got a wedding there. Way to go, Jim Essex. Eddie, Patreons to the front. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, let's see, Matt and Angie Smith, we plan on joining you roughly five years in a lease program, making our debut. And PSM says, well, it's racing. Way to go. Way to go. Uh, you need to get on a pro stock bike. I don't know who you're talking to, Kev. I don't know who you're talking to, but I'll do it right after you, buddy. Okay. I've been offered to do a burnout. Burnout has been offered to me. Just feels like it could go so wrong. 
Now, I've been really trying hard to make a viral video. Maybe that would be it. Maybe that would be it. I don't know. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Appreciate you coming on WFO Radio. Remember, tomorrow, huge day. Lucas Oil Series in the future. If you're watching this in the future, you probably can just check another video. But we have got Bob Locke, the Super Gas World Champion, who won the Auto Club Finals to become the champion. What's his story? And Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Cooter Hidalgo, going to be joining us. And he won the closest ever pro stock world, uh, uh, excuse me, stock eliminator world championship ever. The closest one came down to a tiebreaker that was three ten thousandths of a second. You're going to want to join us. All right, guys, let's do it. Thank you so much for joining us on WFO Radio. Yeah, I got a little bit of a new system in here today, guys. You know, I like to break the fourth wall. But, you know, like I've reorganized some things in the WFO studio. I got to move my monitor up, right? So you can't exactly see how much I'm doing to drive the plane here. But we're doing it. Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Bob Locke. Next week, let's talk next week. Tuesday, WFO at a special time because uh, there's a news announcement that's going to be happening. Our guest on that show, Tim Wilkerson, will join me, Alan Reinhardt. We're going to talk about some news. It's going to be good. You're going to want to watch. Did you know that WFO Radio has a mobile application for iPhone and Android that is free? The mobile application is super great, and you can see all the shows, and you can hear all the things. And I didn't want to, like, cause the fight, but Steve Brenwald sent me the answer. What does 80% chance of rain means? Answer, 80% chance of rain means there's an 80% chance that rain will fall somewhere within the forecasted area. Not that 80% of that area will get rained on. So, winner... Jerry, you would like me and the WFO universe to settle discussions or debates that you may have. You may email me, joe, at WFORadio.com. Now, what are you going to do with the rest of the day? I highly suggest you go join our Patreon page and watch Hear It From Heiner, our new show that actually was pretty, pretty good. And if you don't want to do that, you can just go buy some WFO gear. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you in the future. Thank you. Tim Kalungian, Jerry Savoie, Chase Van Zandt, congratulations. Johnny Hall, he is back. White Alligator Racing 2023.